Good morning. Good morning. And welcome on this beautiful spring day. I invite everyone to please stand and join in singing hymn 149. service continues on page one of our booklet. Bless the Lord who forgiveth all our sins. His mercy endureth forever. Let us kneel for the Decalogue. God spake these words and said, I am the Lord thy God, who brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have none other gods but me. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not make to thyself any graven image, nor the likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or in the earth beneath, or in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down to them, nor worship them. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Remember that thou keep holy the Sabbath day. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Honor thy father and thy mother. Lord, have mercy upon us, 
and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt do no murder. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not steal. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not covet. Lord, have mercy upon us, and write all these thy laws in our hearts, we beseech thee. Hear what our Lord Jesus Christ saith. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. The second is likened to it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought not to have done. And we have done those things which we ought not to have done. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us. Spare thou those who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind. In Christ Jesus our Lord, and grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Almighty and merciful Lord, grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance and amendment of life in the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, who seest that we have no power of ourselves to help ourselves, 
keep us both outwardly in our bodies and inwardly in our souls, that we may be defended from all adversities which may happen to the body and from all evil thoughts which may assault and hurt the soul. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated for the readings. A reading from the book of Exodus. Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law, Jethro, the priest of Midian. He led his flock beyond the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of a bush. He looked and the bush was blazing, yet it was not consumed. Then Moses said, I must turn aside and look at this great sight and see why the bush is not burned up. When the Lord saw that he had turned aside to see, God called him out of the bush, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Then he said, come no closer, remove the sandals from your feet for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. He said further, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord said, I have observed the misery of my people who are in Egypt. I have heard their cry on account of their taskmasters. Indeed, I know their sufferings. And I have come down to deliver them from the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey, to the country of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. The cry of the Israelites has now come to me. I have also seen how the Egyptians oppress them. So come, I will send you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? He said, I will be with you, and this shall be the sign for you that it is I who sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall worship God on this mountain. But Moses said to God, if I come to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your ancestors has sent me to you, and they ask me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. He said further, thus you shall say to the Israelites, I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, thus you shall say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this my title for all generations. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
A reading from the first letter of Paul to the Corinthians. I do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, that our ancestors were all under the cloud and all passed through the sea, and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and all ate the same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them, and the rock was Christ. Nevertheless, God was not pleased with most of them, and they were struck down in the wilderness. Now these things occurred as examples for us, so that we might not desire evil as they did. Do not become idolaters, as some of them did, as it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink, and they rose up to play. We must not indulge in sexual immorality, as some of them did, and 23,000 fell in a single day. We must not put Christ to the test, as some of them did, and were destroyed by serpents. And do not complain, as some of them did, and were destroyed by the destroyer. These things happened to them to serve as an example, and they were written down to instruct us on whom the ends of the ages have come. So if you think you are standing, watch out that you do not fall. No testing has overtaken you that is not common to everyone. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tested beyond your strength. But with the testing, he will also provide the way out so that you may be able to endure it. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This morning's gospel hymn is hymn 149. We'll sing the first three verses prior. I'm sorry, 143. We'll sing the first three verses prior to the reading of the gospel, the fourth and fifth after. Please stand and join in singing hymn 143. gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. 
Glory to you, Lord Christ. At that very time, there were some present who told Jesus about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. He asked them, do you think that because these Galileans suffered in this way, they were worse sinners than all other Galileans? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish as they did. Or those 18 who were killed when the Tower of Siloam fell on them, do you think that they were worse offenders than all others living in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish just as they did. Then he told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it and found none. So he said to the gardener, see here, for three years I've come looking for fruit on this fig tree, and I still find none. Cut it down. Why should it be wasting the soil? He replied, sir, let it alone for one more year until I dig around it and put manure on it. If it bears fruit next year, well and good. But if not, you can cut it down. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. I have to admit to one thing this morning. When I first read this morning's gospel at the beginning of the week, I found myself scratching my head. I couldn't see how the first half came together with the second half how people being killed by Pilate somehow related to a fig tree not bringing about fruit. As I spent time with the passage and listened to others, I began to see the connection. But it's not an easy one to make because it's not like right there in front of you because the question that's really being asked is sort of obtuse. So what we have going on this morning is the crowd is beginning to try to figure things out with Jesus. And ultimately, when they ask the question about those whose blood had been mingled with the blood of sacrifice by Pilate, one of the many atrocities of that time period, they're really asking Jesus, well, who was to blame? 
trying to get Jesus to enter into a conversation, a kind of rabble-rousing against Pilate and against Herod. While at the same time, they're also asking sort of a similar question that was asked about the blind man who was born blind at birth. Was he born blind, at, born blind because of a sin his parents had committed? And so Jesus, instead of kind of getting sucked into the blame game, turns it around and basically says to them, it's not about God's retribution. It's not about God's punishment of one being more of a sinner than the other. And frankly, where he turns it to is the statement that, here's the deal. Stop worrying about everybody else. Stop worrying about how righteous they are or are not. And worry about yourself and your relationship with God. That's not too far off from a response a parishioner that I had in my previous parish used to say to the teens when they began postulating about other people's sexuality. And as a therapist and mother, she would say, now remember people, the only persons whose sexuality you have to worry about is your own. This is what Jesus is saying to the only person's relationship with God that you have to worry about is your own. Because the fact remains, no one is any greater or any worse of a sinner than the other. And so then he turns the tide with them. And these words sound harsh to our ears because he says to them, unless you repent, you will find basically the same fate of those at Siloam and those in Galilee. It sounds harsh because when we hear the word repent, we really think about the word confess. And that somehow repentance and confession go together. And on some level they do. But in this case, what he's really saying, unless you turn your life around, literally turn it around, face away from darkness and towards the love of God, you will find the same fate. And so with that in mind, that what he is talking to them about is not this act of great contrition, but about one's relationship with God, about literally turning one's life around from sin and towards the love of God, then the story of the vineyard begins to come and make sense. Because then we look at it as we are that fig tree. And if we live in a life of darkness, with our hearts closed off to God, then we too are fruitless, unable to produce the fruits of heaven itself. But if we are to allow ourselves to be open, to turn towards the light and let God as the gardener dig into our hearts and into our soul and use God's love to inspire and to fertilize our hearts, then, 
we too will produce the fruits of heaven. It's not about us, he says, running to God to find God where we think God wants us to be, but to allow God to find us and come to us where we are so that we can have, can be transformed by the love and the grace of God as given to us through the cross itself. In recent weeks, our parish administrator, Mary Ellen Banks, has often come out with a phrase that she likes from Father Boda. And the phrase that she keeps repeating to me is now, I keep reminding my four boys that God doesn't love us because we are so great. God loves us because God is so great. And when we approach God from that perspective, we are able to let go about worrying about everyone else's life with God, everyone else's sins and imperfections. Because when we bask in the reality that God loves us despite ourselves, then we find the means to love others in the way that we are loved by God. And when we can do that, we allow ourselves to become the fruits or bear the fruits of the kingdom because we just naturally spread that love of God to others. And through us, God is able to transform the world and this place to the kingdom of God on earth. Amen. Please stand and join me in affirming our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, with the Father and the Son, he is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
Let us pray for the whole state of Christ's church in the world. Almighty and ever-living God, who is in the Holy Word that taught us to make prayers and supplications and give thanks for all men, receive these our prayers, which we offer unto thy divine majesty, beseeching thee to inspire continually the universal church with the spirit of truth, unity, and concord, and grant that all those who do confess in the holy name may agree in the truth of thy holy word and live in the unity and godly love. Give grace, O heavenly Father, to all bishops and other ministers, especially Michael, our presiding bishop, Nicholas, our bishop, Craig, our rector, and that they may, both by their life and doctrine, set forth thy truth and lively word, and rightly and duly administer the holy sacraments. And to all thy people, give thy heavenly grace, and especially to this congregation here present, that with meek heart and due reverence, they may hear and receive thy holy word, truly serving thee in holiness and righteousness all the days of their life. We beseech thee also so to rule the hearts of those who bear the authority of government in this and every land, especially Joseph, our president, Daniel, our governor, that they may be led to wise decisions and right actions for the welfare and peace of the world. Open, O Lord, the eyes of all people to behold thy gracious hand in all thy works, that rejoicing in thy whole, whole creation, they may honor thee with their substance and be faithful stewards of thy bounty. And we may most humbly beseech thee of thy goodness, O Lord, to comfort and succor and all those who in this transitory life are in trouble, sorrow, need, sickness, or any other adversity. In our parish cycle of prayer, we pray for Jean, Luma, and Cademan Adams, Linda Adams, and Janet Alden. In our diocesan cycle of prayer, we pray for the Episcopal Church women. And we also bless thy holy name for all thy servants departed this life in thy faith and fear, beseeching thee to grant them continual growth in thy love and service, and to grant us grace so to follow the good examples of the Blessed Virgin Mary and Blessed Peter, our patron, and of all thy saints, that with them we may be partakers of thy heavenly kingdom. Grant these our prayers, O Father, for Jesus Christ's sake, our only mediator and advocate. Amen. Amen. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let us greet one another with a sign of Christ's love for us. Peace be with you. Peace. Please be seated. 
And again, a warm welcome to everyone on this beautiful spring-like day. Uh, actually, today is the first day of spring, I believe. So happy spring, and it's arrived just on time with good authority. There are crocuses in the front yard, and Gordon Doak has informed me his garden seedlings for the vegetable garden are this high at this point. So we're well on our way to spring. So that is the good news. Also, the other good news is next week is Refreshment Sunday. Uh, be a rose Sunday, one of the two that we have each year. And with that, and with this beautiful weather, we're going to have coffee hour for the first time in quite a while. Uh, Maureen and I are hosting this, this week, next week's coffee hour, and we're going to do a potluck and invite anyone who wishes to bring something to share, just bring it to church and place it on the table in the parish hall. Um, I will guarantee you, I will pull out my scone recipe and bring some of those. And um, Kristen Costello has offered to make her Guinness brownies. Hello. So um, a lot of reasons to come next week, I think. Uh, and then we will have another one uh, the Sunday after Easter. Immediately following the service day, we are going to record the Passion reading for the Passion of Luke for Palm Sunday. Just like last year, we're going to do a kind of a radio theater type uh, reading of it. And so anyone who wishes to be part of it, I have several people who have volunteered, but if you'd like to stay after and be part of the recording, by all means, please join us because there are not a lot of um, named parts, but there's a lot of parts for crowds. And the more voices, the merrier to make the crowd sound warmer or wider, larger, and more vehement. So please um, join us if you wish for that recording immediately after the service. Looking forward to this week, on Tuesday evening, we will have our second session with uh, Mother Eileen Lindemann from Church of the Holy Spirit, and she has been leading us in teaching us how to pray different forms of Christian meditation. Last week, for those who came, it was absolutely deep and marvelous. Uh, I don't know what she has planned this week, but everyone's welcome to come. Also on Tuesday evening, we will have our Episcopal 101 on Zoom, and we will be looking at the sacraments of marriage and the sacrament of healing. And again, those who wish to uh, Zoom in on that class are welcome to. Just call me, and I'll be set, glad to send you the link. Wednesday, our Wednesday noontime Bible study by Zoom is studying the 16th chapter of Acts. We're finally moving through it. Come join us for that. And then on Thursday evening at 7 p.m., we will have our Bible study in terms of the Gospel of Luke. And we are now halfway through the ninth chapter of Luke. So we're getting there. But um, anyone's free to join us for one evening or for many at any point. So please, if you're interested, just let me know. We'll send you out the, the link for those meetings as you wish. Looking a little bit ahead, it's hard to believe, but we're halfway through March, or a little more than halfway, is April 2nd, which is about three weeks. We will be having a day retreat here at the church with Sister Sarah Randall of the Society of St. Margaret's. Our reflections will be based on the sorrows of Mary at the cross. For those who took the Finding Mary course, this should be a wonderful um, opportunity to go a little deeper with Mary um, during the day but you don't have to have been part of that to appreciate the day. It stands on its own. We will have a celebration of the Holy Eucharist as well as lunch together throughout as part of our time together from 9 to 3. If you are planning to come to that, I do ask that you register either by calling the office, signing up on the sheet in the back of the church, 
or by going on Eventbrite and signing up through our Eventbrite page. Finally, I do wish to thank everyone who helped out with yesterday's celebration of life for John O'Hara. It was absolutely fabulous. To the two Tonys, thank you so much for all your hard work with the music, and to everyone else who helped either by ushering or altar guild or um, helping with the reception afterwards. It was just a glorious day and a wonderful celebration of a wonderful life well lived for just short of 100 years. So thank you to everyone for that. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God.
The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit, lift up your hearts. We lift them up unto the Lord. Let us give thanks unto our Lord God. It is meet and right so to do. It is very meet, right, and our bounden duty that we should at all times and in all places give thanks unto thee, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty, everlasting God. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who was in every way tempted as we are, yet did not sin, by whose grace we are able to triumph over every evil, and to, de and to live no longer unto ourselves, but unto him who died for us and rose again. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify thy glorious name, evermore praising thee and saying, Glory be to thee, Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, for that thou of thy tender mercy didst give thine only Son, Jesus Christ, to suffer death upon the cross for our redemption, who made there by his one oblation of himself once offered a full, perfect, and sufficient sacrifice, oblation and satisfaction for the sins of the whole world, and did institute, and in his holy gospel command us to continue, a perpetual memory of that his precious death and sacrifice until his coming again. For in the night in which he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he brake it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Likewise, after supper, he took the cup, 
And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of this, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the remission of sins. Do this as oft as ye shall drink it in remembrance of me. Wherefore, O Lord and Heavenly Father, according to the institution of thy dearly beloved Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, we, thy humble servants, do celebrate and make here before thy divine majesty with these thy holy gifts, which we now offer unto thee the memorial thy Son hath commanded us to make, having in remembrance his blessed passion and precious death, his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension, rendering unto thee most hearty thanks for the innumerable benefits procured unto us by the same. And we most humbly beseech thee, O merciful Father, to hear us, and of thy almighty goodness vouchsafe to bless and sanctify with thy word and Holy Spirit these thy gifts and creatures of bread and wine, that we, receiving them according to thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ's holy institution, in remembrance of his death and passion, may be partakers of his most blessed body and blood. And we earnestly desire thy fatherly goodness, mercifully to accept this our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, most humbly beseeching thee to grant that by the merits and death of thy Son, Jesus Christ, and through faith in his blood, we and all thy whole church may obtain remission of our sins and all other benefits of his passion. And here we offer and present unto thee, O Lord, ourselves, our souls, and bodies, to be a reasonable, holy, and living sacrifice unto thee, humbly beseeching thee that we and all others who shall be partakers of this holy communion may worthily receive the most precious body and blood of thy Son, Jesus Christ. Be filled with thy grace and heavenly benediction and made one body with him, that he may dwell in us and we in him. And although we are unworthy through our manifold sins to offer unto thee any sacrifice, yet we beseech thee to accept this our bounden duty and service, not weighing our merits, but pardoning our offenses through Jesus Christ our Lord, by whom and with whom, in the unity of the Holy Ghost, all honor and glory be unto thee, O Father Almighty, world without end. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ hath taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us.
pray together. We do not presume to come to this thy table, O merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in thy manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under thy table, but thou art the same, Lord, whose property is always to have mercy. Grant us, therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of thy dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that we may evermore dwell in him and he in us. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. The body of Christ, the bread of heaven. 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 Body of Christ, the bread of heaven. The 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 bread of heaven.
Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, we most heartily thank thee for that thou dost feed us in these holy mysteries with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and dost assure us thereby of thy favor and goodness towards us, and that we are very members incorporate in the mystical body of thy Son, the blessed company of all faithful people, and are also heirs through hope of thy everlasting kingdom. And we humbly beseech thee, O Heavenly Father, so to assist us with thy grace, that we may continue in that holy fellowship and do all such good works as thou hast prepared for us to walk in, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Bow down before the Lord. Look mercifully on this, your family, almighty God, that by your great goodness they may be governed and preserved evermore. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. And let us please stand and join in singing together hymn 344.
Let us go forth in the name of Christ. Thanks be to God.